Daniel Kinney is a coffee farmer, chairman and a founding member of the Highland Organic Agricultural Cooperative in Papua New Guinea. Daniel is here to celebrate Fair Trade Fortnight and share his stories on the impact we have on communities like his when we buy Fair Trade. Daniel, welcome to Wellington and welcome to B-Side Stories at Access Radio. Thank you. How is your trip going in New Zealand, Daniel? Um, enjoying every bit of it. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> are we being Are we being fun and, and having a good time? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people I met are so friendly and the oh, environment good. and everything. Oh, good, yeah. good. Have you been to New Zealand before? Yes, in 2005, and oh. uh, this is my second time, so it's after 10 years. So what is one of the main differences you notice between the way that we New Zealanders live and your lifestyle in, in Papua New Guinea? I can say this is two extreme, two, you're looking at two extremes, you know, wow. well-developed yeah. uh, 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 lifestyle and where I come from is like we're from uh, this, the other extreme with, with the lake of, you know, essential services like uh, roads and um, health services and education and you name it. Yeah, yeah. E- everything on the list. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but it's interesting because you've got a lovely smiley face. So, you know, yeah, we <laughs> you, you managed to celebrate life okay in those circumstances, though? Yeah, it's struggle, but um, it's it's life, and we've learned to live in that kind of environment, mm. and uh, it, it, we just take it as life. Yeah, yeah, and good. And move along with it, yeah. 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 As the chairman of the Highland Organic Agricultural Cooperative, what are your main responsibilities? Oh, my responsibility would be to, you know, um, uh, primarily to make sure that um, uh, the decisions have been reached, that the General Assembly have been implemented. Right. And uh, make sure that um, the uh, coffee from the farmers uh, sold, you know, we have good access to market. Good. And um, logistics so that we can uh, transport the coffee for the from the farms right, to the yep. market point. And good governance, yeah. Good. Must be an... Or- How long have you been the chairman for then, um, Daniel? I think since uh, we got the Fair Trade certification. Wow. So it'll be like, um, this is the 10th year now. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. You must be really awesome at what you do then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of work, so like yeah. people see that uh, they don't want to take the challenge, uh, I presume. But You're the guy yeah. there. <laughs> because I'm the founding up, uh, the members of right. the cooperative, like... Um, people want to leave me, you know, uh, carry on and uh, achieve, you know, as many as I, uh, much as I can. Yeah. And they see, you know, uh, this progress. Uh, sometimes we keep changing the leaders, and we don't right. really see, you know, things happening. So. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 No, congratulations, Daniel. That must yeah. say a lot about you. So, how many um, farmers or growers are part of the cooperative? Uh, we are a cooperative of 2,600 farmers. Sorry, that was me going. So those are the <laughs> amount of people that you're also taking their needs and situation into account as That's well? Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. How far do you feel like the benefits of being fair trade reach out into your community? 
the fair trade uh, <clears throat> uh, certification has really empowered us. Right. As um, as an organization, a farmer cooperative, um, basically in two um, areas: in the, the the price that we get right. and the social uh, premium. Yeah. That's earmarked for community, you know, development projects, which the farmers themselves. Uh, decide where they want to spend on their that uh, premium based on the needs that they identify in their local communities. Right, right. And so, what is the decision making process? You know, how do you you get? I think that would be a big thing for us Kiwis to get so many people together to be able to make a, a decision together. Yeah, we call a, a general assembly, a right. annual general meeting where everyone comes, and then we. You know, <clears throat> prepare food and everything. So after the meeting, every one of us can uh, have a piece and then go back home. So it is during this time that we discuss, you know, all the issues uh, in relation to development and what we want to do in the cooperative and all that. That's a good time where we debate and we discuss mm. and get the budget, you know, passed through. And then it's up to the, the executive board to make sure all these things, you know, discussed and uh, agreed that the General Assembly had been implemented in the course of the year. Wow. Now, I really admire you for being able to do that with that yeah. many people. And, <laughs> and, you know, so what about our, um, is coffee one of the only pro- pro- the pro- produce that you grow there? That's right. You know, other produce like vegetables, they also got the potential there, but there's no readily available market like coffee. So coffee, right. coffee is something you can store, you know, and then sell. It's not like perishable uh, crop like uh, vegetables. Yes, yes. So that has given the advantage to coffee, and not only that, coffee does well in the area we come from. So yeah. coffee is the number one um, yeah cash crop uh, income earner for us. So it grows easily and, and readily. And you get a good, good bounty from coffee? That's right, yeah. yeah. Coffee does really well in our climate and soil and all that. It's really, you know, adopted well. So we don't have problem, you know, trying to, you know, add, you know, fertilizers and all these yeah. kind of things to make the coffee grow, you know. Right. There's plenty of rainfall. The soil is good and the climate is just perfect for and the altitude. <laughs> I think there are a lot of Wellingtonians that will be happy to hear that. (laughs) So what about the choice to be organic as well? Is that because the environment is naturally, like you said, serving that? That's right, yeah. I mean, like, we we have been sustaining ourselves through, um, uh, in an organic way, you know, like uh, right. from ancestors down. We do not add, um, you know, fertilizers to the soil. We do not have, you know, insecticide or pesticide, all these kind of things. We are, you know, sustaining life through a natural way. So we see that coffee has kind of fitted well into that kind of uh, agricultural mm, system we have right. to sustain life. So, like, a lot of people, no, they want uh, organic coffee, and we've already producing it anyway. So, like, right. we applied for certification, and we got certified just to make sure that the world is, you know, the consumers around are happy that it's coming from yeah. a, a certified system. Yeah. Yeah, but that, the normal way of our agriculture it will be organic. Oh, yeah. right. Ex- in, yeah, anyway, that is what you'd want it to, to be. That's right. What about... Has coffee been introduced as a, as a as a crop, or is that something that you have actually been growing for many many years? 
you know, it was introduced right. uh, back in the, maybe 1900s. Uh, by the right. missionaries. Oh, yeah. they needed the coffee. <laughs> yeah, they brought the they brought the coffee and they planted it in their right. backyard and just to see whether the coffee can perform in PNG condition. And later they found out that it performed extremely well. So the right. DPI took it on and now they you know planted big plantations and the white people then you know they they had big plantation and the coffee you know just spread every uh, throughout the highlands of Papua New Guinea. Wow, fair, you know, a good story in a way to yeah. find a crop that, that works. So in terms of other communities that are not do not have a fair trade agreement or certification, do, can you see a difference between your communities to, to how some of these communities are? Yeah, we, we see that they are really struggling. They're not really empowered because right. um, they can have good plans uh, development plans, but then you need, you know, money, you need empowerment, and that's not uh, sure in their case because they don't have the money. But for us, we have this uh, fair trade premium right. coming. Yeah. So, like, when we have a plan, there's also budget for it. There is money that we can, you know, use uh, to implement those plans. So it's a, it's an empowerment to us. Mm. So we are so grateful we are in a fair trade system so we can make decisions, you know, identify the needs make financial decisions and uh, get project into our area and, you know, take control of our own situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And do you think this contributes to the, the well-being or the, the happiness of the people in your community or enjoyment of life? That's right. You know, a lot of the people are admiring the fair trade, you know, system, how it works in the community. Like these 2,600 farmers, like, uh, for instance, when we are constructing a water supply in a community, it doesn't really uh, focus on the, the members we have. It's for the wider community. So right, everyone so in everyone the... Yeah, community. so it, this yeah. federal system is actually touching the wider community. Mm. So people who are not part of the system... They, 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 no, they say thank you very much to right. us for bringing the fair trade, you know, system, so they can now drink from a water that was uh, funded through the fair trade premium. So everyone, you know, they like the system, and uh, yeah, it's benefiting everyone. That's right. Yeah. What are some of the things that are important to you at the moment that your premium is being invested into? Um, education, health and uh, road infrastructure and also uh, coffee, you know, quality improvement issues. So <clears throat> while we know that we have, you know, needs like in terms of good road infrastructure, yes. education and health, we just want to make sure that our coffee that we are selling is, is of high quality, it's good quality so that the consumers who are buying our coffee are enjoying, you know, good quality coffee. Yeah, so this is, you know, where our commitment is. That makes, that makes good sense. Yeah. And so is New Zealand one of the direct markets that you sell your coffee to? Yes. We're getting some of your coffee in That's New right. Zealand? We're selling, yep. um, our exporter is uh, selling the coffee to the buyer here in Auckland, Great. and then it sells to um, the, the roasters and, uh, yeah. So now that you can see, I guess, you know, from your end to the beginning to New Zealand where you would have walked past people sitting below here drinking fair trade coffee, what does it make you feel about the, the fair trade system? 
Oh, it, it makes me, you know, feel, you know, great about it. And you see, we get the guarantee for for what the fair trade system can provide. And it makes me, you know, uh, feel, you know, really satisfied and engaged in the system. Yeah. 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 So. One of the things I read was that you do you don't really get any uh, government support for any of the, the the work that you do. Is that true? That's right. Yeah, we don't get uh, enough government support, <clears throat> but we are trying our best to you know help ourselves using the fair trade yeah. premium, and that's the the empowerment we get in from our own effort. That's great. Yeah. Climate change, that's actually quite a big subject that we all need to keep at the top of our, our minds. What are, the, what are the challenges for you in, in the highlands with, with climate change? Uh, one of the <clears throat> uh, things we noticed in the climate is uh, we couldn't really quite follow the, um, the, the weather patterns now. The weather right. patterns are kind of uh, changing. Mm. So during the months where we are supposed to get uh, a dry period, we get in rain. Right. So like um, from experience up there, we get in more rain than um, sunshine. Right, so right. So that's really affecting our production as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah. If there was anything you could say to the people of Wellington about how the purchase of fair trade coffee affects you and your communities, what, what would you say to them? I'll take this opportunity to thank, you know, everyone, uh, uh, f the city of Wellington for becoming the fair trade city. Uh, you guys are doing a, you know, wonderful team when you uh, really, you know, want to support uh, fair trade producers by becoming a fair trade, you know, city. You are doing a great thing because you are empowering us. You are giving us hope back in the rural areas. Otherwise, we would have been, you know, a bunch of people struggling and be lost in our own, you know, environment up there. But when you, you know, buy our coffee, it gives us the sense that we should produce more coffee, get involved. We work and earn our living and also uh, getting the, the premium that's helping us, you know, with our community projects like water supply right. and health and education. You guys are so wonderful, so marvelous, and I'm really grateful. We're grateful to you, Daniel, for growing great coffee. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on B-Side Stories. It's a real pleasure to, to meet you and hear about your, your world. Thank you. Thank you so much.